Greetings and welcome to the God Loves You Period podcast. On this episode, Scott, Terry, and Amy talk Christmas. Hi, and welcome to the God Loves You Period podcast. I'm Scott. I'm Terry. And I'm Amy. It's the week before Christmas. I hope you're ready. Get that Amazon cart filled up now because it won't be there in time. (laughs) And Amazon could be a sponsor of our podcast. However, Terry has some get-to-know-you questions. What is it, Terry? This week, I want to know what's your favorite holiday movie. We always end up... Life is so busy, and it's literally like the last week before Christmas, and we're like sitting down to try and binge watch all our favorite Christmas movies. But do I have to pick one? You can share as much as you like, Scott. It's not uncommon for you. Well, <laughs> of course, you have to go uh, Christmas vacation. Has to be up there. Christmas vacation is. <laughs> oh my gosh! No Christmas vacation. Not in my uh, reference. That's with Chevy Chase, right? Yeah, with Chevy Chase. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's, I love. That's Amy hysterical. doesn't even know who he is. It. Awesome. Uh, I know who Chevy Chase and, is. And no, I, I hear he's a jerk. And I, well, <laughs> Sorry. Hope you're not listening, Chevy Chase. <laughs> can I finish my? Can I finish my? Go story? ahead, Scott. Uh, and so then, my actually, I really like "It's a Wonderful Life." Uh, I, I'll watch that every you year. You stole my. That was going to be mine. Aww. I always watch it like it's on at 11 o'clock at right. night on Christmas Eve and after Christmas Eve services that's the one I want to yeah and I like Christmas Story Usher. Christmas Story Red Rider BB right. Gun shoot your eyeball out seen, have you I, seen the new one I haven't seen the new Apparently one yet I will really that's what good. I hear but I, I really like that <laughs> no one knows mine my favorite one is called A Wish for Wings at Work, and it's about Opus, the little penguin. Oh, Opus. And, <laughs> and probably because, you know, like we're aviation family, and it's all about him wishing that he could fly, and, and he, uh, he ends up saving the day with Santa crashing into the water, and he swims them to... Off the out of the water. Anyway, I thought you would have said the Grinch. I love the Grinch too, but my yeah, yeah, I love the Grinch. Grinch. I do, I do, because his heart grew three sizes that day. I like the. I thought it was because you're grumpy. I yeah, sometimes I like the um, live one and the Dr. Seuss one. I do, but my favorite, if I could only pick one, yeah, the Jim Carrey, he's awesome. Yeah, that was funny. I could only pick one; it would have to be Opus. But then number two, really close behind, is the Grinch. The Grinch. I would say I like. Elf. Oh, that's cool. Ferrell. Yeah, I like that Elf's one. Elf's a funny one. And Home Alone. Oh, yeah. All oh, one and two. Three, eh. One and two, pretty good. I like the original. What's that little guy? Uh, Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. I don't like when they He's change He's not little anymore. No. <laughs> so I thought a topic that would be fun to discuss would be why are the Gospels off kilter? <laughs> what do you mean? Well, Matthew's got wise men showing up. Oh. <laughs> or wise people or... I guess wise people are in the mafia. <laughs> wise guys are in the mafia. Wise Magi or astrologers, yeah, whatever you want to call them. Uh, Luke and Matthew is all about Joseph. Mm-hmm. Luke has the shepherds and Mary. The Magnificat. Uh, the Magnificat. He's People's got the, favorite, usually. All the, yeah, everybody, everybody loves, every, what everybody loves is Luke with a little bit of Matthew. Mm-hmm. Mark's like, yeah, it doesn't matter. Mark's, Mark's like it doesn't matter. You don't need to know anything. You don't need to know anything about Jesus pre 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 the baptism, and John has this incredible theological discourse mm-hmm. about incarnation and Christ taking on flesh and blood and light in the darkness, but gives us no details. Mm-hmm. Why do we have? What do we do with all that? Oh, that was our um, 
sermon series last year, right? Like uh, Christmas at Luke's from house. Yeah, yeah, Christmas from each yeah. perspective. And well, I, I think I remember you saying this last year that like, take what you need. Like some of us need the message of the light and the darkness. Some of us need that story of the wise men coming seeking. and seeking. And it kind of fills in the holes. Like, I don't know. What's your flavor of ice cream? All can be true. You know, what's we, your flavor? yeah. What's your preference? What's your, you know, some days I'm in the mood for mint chocolate chip. Other days, no, no one's and cream. ever in the mood for mint chocolate chip. That's <gasps> Chris's favorite. I can't stand it. But anyway, I, I keep love going. mint chocolate chip, just like I love some John sometimes when I'm down in the dumps and I need uh, you love some what? When I need some John when I'm down in the dumps. Oh, when I'm, oh the gospel of John. What the heck? I've never heard of this flavor before. <laughs> No, I mean I I do like tonight Joe dough ice cream. Who's that? Uh, the guy from the late night show, Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon. That's not John. That's Jim. Jimmy. Jimmy comes from John, <laughs> right? Jimmy comes from James. James. Oh, uh, that's not a gospel. <sighs> anyway, we are we are Way going, off topic. That's not a gospel. So, so you're saying no. the gospels each tell a little different stories because people have a little different needs. Yeah, like saying? we. Well, their history is written from different perspectives. Oh, that's true. It's history is written usually from the victors. Um, But I think this gives us a different periphery of different. I mean, Matthew is all about the like fulfillment of the prophecy. So it's very, it's a very Jewish gospel. Uh, Luke, totally different perspective. Not Jewish. Not Jewish from the Gentiles. So you're getting a lot of different perspectives. And so you're seeing the birth of Jesus from many different angles. So I think all are important, but at times can be contradictory at times? Like, I don't know. I read not contradictory, but differing. I read a a quick little commentary that said uh, that people like to use that Mark didn't talk about the the manger or Jesus being born to say, well, did it really happen then? If he left it completely out, you know, or is he just ignoring it or is he just avoiding it? Or did, you know, can we use this I as evidence that maybe notes version, right? <laughs> like, um, and, and this person that I was reading said, well, actually he still knew that Jesus, you know, he acknowledges in his own small little way, apparently in Jesus, in Mark six, he says, um, is not this, this is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary. And they said that that was really controversial because if he didn't recognize Jesus as being of divine birth, he would have said the son of Joseph. But he clearly said, Ooh, Jesus, the son, son of, of Mary. Mary. And that in that one, even though it's just one little tiny sentence, that huh. that acknowledges the divinity of Christ and in his gospel. Mm-hmm. So. I, I think it goes back to what Amy was saying a little bit. It's, for Mark, it wasn't important. He's trying to, he's getting the gospel out. He goes, Hey, you don't need to know about it. That backstory doesn't matter. Here's, but I do think, I think Luke, who has the most to say about Jesus's birth is a reflection that Luke is writing to Gentiles. Mm-hmm. And so they're who weren't ser- raised Jewish. Obviously. And they're used to stories of their great people having birth narratives that are divine and mystical. And oh, that's true. They are used to, they're used to stories about Hercules and Achilles mm-hmm. and Caesar. And now even Alexander the Great having these birth narratives the mm-hmm. that set them apart, that great men had a great birth story. And so Luke huh. writing to a Gentile audience says, I have got to have a great birth story so that so they buy in and so they buy agree. Into who he is. Otherwise, they're not going to read any further. Uh, that's a stuff. great, I have never thought of it that way, but that's 
Literary that's point, that's spot yeah. on. And Matthew is like, if he's writing to a Jewish audience, they want to know well, what's the prophecy. Yeah, what does right? it say so in Isaiah? Matthew, what is Matthew, it? Mm-hmm. Matthew does it. And you may want to argue that Luke, that John, years later, is like, yeah, y'all kind of covered it. Let me tell you the real reason. And yeah, he what's underneath it, it. What's underneath the, the, the bigger stuff. And he probably had already seen how people had responded, and he was filling in the parts right. that... That they were missing. And I do, th- I do think you have to be careful. We have such a tendency to mush all four Gospels into one Gospel, into one story. You know, there's a lot of talk. The Chosen's pretty good. I've been watching some of The Chosen. It's a good little mm-hmm. app thing. But it mushes all the Gospels into one story. Mm-hmm. And the danger of that is you you lose the theological nuances of each of the, the Gospels. The particularity. They're trying to make you—they want, they want you to see, this, this is the point I want you to see— don't miss this. And we get so wrapped up in this part, we mush them all together that we miss the little nuances in that, that, mm-hmm. that Luke's taking a dig at the empire and taking, and Luke is clearly giving Jesus a great story, but rising up the humble to give the great story, which is, we love that. In the U.S., we love those stories of people from underdogs, humble beginnings. Underdogs, coming out, right? Matthew doesn't have that. Jesus is like, I mean, He's full-on king of the Jews right from the beginning, right from the get-go, mm-hmm. which is what, what the Matthew gospel needs. And Matthew has those those magi, those wise guys from the mafia showing up um, <laughs> who who are outside the empire. That's a big deal, coming mm-hmm. to worship the king. Here's my question. I, learned, I thought about this the other day. Uh, did they follow a star? Where in the Bible does it say they followed a star? It's a song, right? It's a song. It's a song. Thank you, Terry. They don't follow a star. Go read the Matthew story. Mm -hmm. There's no. They saw a star in the sky that told them the King of the Jews had been born. But But they don't follow the star. Oh yeah, I mean, I always like as a kid, I thought like this is their navigational tool to find out where exactly they got to go. So that's the reason they they go to Jerusalem is because they saw the sign. I mean, Mm -hmm. they were astrologers, and so but it wasn't right, right? But it says they they go and they they go to Jerusalem because that's where the king's going to be born, and they go no 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 no. The king's born in Bethlehem. That's what the that's what the scripture says. And then it does say in Matthew they go out and they and they saw their star and it led them to the things. So there was a star at some point maybe, but we we make this big deal that there's a little star dancing in front of them that they're that they're. Well, we put like the GPS. star. I mean, I think of like my kids' nativity at my home church every year. Star was right above right. the manger. Right. It was all right. Oop, there it was well, on top. And let's not forget that the the Jewish people followed a cloud and a. Pillar of fire and pillar of cloud. So following something, I don't think is necessarily a far stretch. Now, it may not be, you know, delineated right here, but I'm just saying that wasn't unprecedented to follow something. Mm-hmm. Well, and there were what Zorian and Zorianastrianism. <laughs> I having a hard time uh, enunciating this word, but it was a certain philosophy. Right, right. They were they Eastern, were yeah. navigators Iranian, of so it, it is almost like they're um, like that comes with the profession right. of studying stars. Right. So uh, I, I guess that's where we made the assumption and the jump right. that that's how why they were doing it, um, and it wasn't just. Three. That wasn't. That's another. Yeah, we that's we assume that there are three wise men. There's there three, three gifts. Somebody three shows up without three gifts. Three gifts. You don't show up to a party without a gift. Yeah. There you go. So what was it? Myrrh, frankincense, gold. Yeah. Um. And so we assume there's three of them, but it could have been hordes of. And we assume like Mary gave birth, and the next day they are at her front door. But it could have been. Yeah. Well, didn't they go to months, the king years. first? Yeah, that's where they got to go to the king. Well, right. The king commissioned to say, hey, them. Right, right. He and wanted they them chose to, not to go back and tell him where. You know, yeah. To me, that, the other part of the story we never talk about, we haven't brought up yet. 
the favorite part of the story of the Christmas story that gets left out. The murder of the innocents. Slaughter of the innocents. Mm. Mm, that's a feel good moment. <laughs> Jesus is born. Happy feel good story. Up oh, here come the army. Kill, kill, kill. Mm-hmm. War crimes. All kind of stuff happening. Well, did, weren't we just talking about a midwife that stood up for oh uh, Shipra and Pua? Yeah, that's in, that's, that's in, in the um, Moses story. Right. And where does Jesus flee to? Egypt. Just like who? Abraham, Jacob, Joseph, oh, all those guys, mm-hmm. right? Saved in Egypt and out of Egypt, he's called. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Matthew's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Well done, Matthew. Tearing, tying the story of deliverance to the Old Testament deliverance story. Right. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Luke doesn't have him going to Egypt. Matthew has him going to Egypt because it ties into the Old to Testament the, story. Uh-huh. It's continuing to make the point. It's, we, we, we sometimes talk about these ignorant or uneducated disciples, that's that's a load of hockey. Because uh, John and Matthew, now, Matthew was a, was a tax collector, so was my dad. John was a fisherman. Those guys wrote brilliantly. Luke wrote brilliantly. He was a doctor, but wrote brilliantly. Mark, to be fair, there's not a lot of brilliant writing in Mark, but it is man of action kind of stuff, all kind of good stuff. Immediately. But Matthew and Luke and the way they craft mm-hmm. a narrative clearly tell you they are not ignorant writers. They do a mm-hmm. good job uh, of writing kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it's interesting when you're when you're reading the Christmas stories around the tree this Christmas, which we do every year. That's one of our Christmas traditions. We didn't say is we don't open our presents so after we read the story, mm. uh, kind of thing. Uh, you, you read the Luke. We generally read the Luke story, yeah, because it's the feel good one. Uh, and you know the I want to read Mark so I could get to my presents and when faster. You, <laughs> and when you, when you were growing up and you had to play in that stupid Christmas play. You wanted to be a Roman centurion. You didn't want to be Joseph or a shepherd. Uh, kind of. Yeah. You want to be anyhow. God was a guy. Guys never got to be Mary. I'm just gonna let you know. I we was, never got um, an opportunity to play Mary. I was the angel Gabriella in uh, <laughs> PUMC's living nativity. There you go. Mm-hmm. Because we right. didn't have enough guys. <laughs> well, we hope y'all have a great Christmas. Happy Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Joyous Noel. We'll see you in January. We'll see you in January. Bye. And as we close out today, a Christmas prayer from a Celtic Prayers for Life Today by Ray Simpson. Oh God, light up our darkness. Jesus proclaimed by angels. Light up our darkness. Jesus worshiped by shepherds. Light up our darkness. Jesus adored by wise men. Light up our darkness. Jesus, God who is with us now, light up our darkness. Amen. Amen. This episode concludes the inaugural season of the God Loves You Period podcast. Join Scott, Terry, and Amy in the new year as season two kicks off with new topics and new special guests. From all of us here at First United, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and many blessings to you and yours in the years to come.